Pizza City is brought to you by Baccio Cheese. Now, one of the things I like about provolone is the sharpness, but I know a lot of restaurant owners don't necessarily love the round shape it traditionally comes in because it's not ideal for sandwich coverage or storage. Well, Baccio Cheese has reinvented the wheel, so to speak. They've just launched Provore, which has the delicious, sharp provolone flavor you'd expect, but it's made with their secret recipe, including Baccio's trademark Kiss of Buffalo Milk. Now, rather than pizza this month, I sliced a few squares off of the six-pound rectangular block they sent me. It does stack nice in my fridge, by the way. I placed them between thick slices of brioche, some end-of-season heirloom tomatoes, and bacon, and wow, melts just as consistently as their other pizza cheeses I've had. Has that sharp meat's creamy taste I was expecting. And here's the cool thing for all you restaurant owners. They guarantee quality and offer cash back for every pound you buy through their Baccio Gold Club program. You can learn more about Provore cheese by heading over to BaccioCheese.com slash PizzaCityUSA. That's BaccioCheese.com slash PizzaCityUSA. Provore. It's provolone-inspired, Baccio-perfected. You come in here some nights, there's guys talking, and literally, there's millionaires talking to guys that, you know, aren't employed. But pizza is sort of the ultimate leveler. People come here for pizza, they don't come here for drinking. A Milwaukee tradition since the 1950s, and what else goes better with a bottle of PBR or a glass of Miller beer? Pizza, of course. But in the Midwest, it's all about the bar pies, the tavern style, and the square-cut pizzas, sauce and cheese edge to edge. The story behind the legendary Zafiro's straight ahead. I need a deep dish sausage and a thin pepperoni for here. This is Pizza City, the podcast dedicated to the art, craft, and passion behind some of the world's greatest pizzas. I'm Steve Dolinsky, author of Pizza City USA and founder of Pizza City USA Tours in Chicago. And welcome to another edition of Pizza City, everybody. Great to have you along with us this week. Uh, we are heading just up the road from us here in Chicago, about an hour and a half to the city of Milwaukee, a town I had spent some time in. I went to the University of Wisconsin at Madison about an hour away, but uh, I had never been to today's guest's place of business before. Zafiro's, legendary in Milwaukee, started in the old Third War, then moved over to, I guess, what they call the Gold Coast. And when you walk in, uh, the place is timeless. It's been there for for 60 years um, in the same spot. uh, When it had moved from the Third War to where it is now, it's been there for 60 years. Uh, you see the red and the green bar stools, the old cash register, kind of an awning uh, perched over the bar that says Zafiro on it. Uh, and a picture, lots of pictures, but there's one picture that caught my eye, a black and white in the corner um, from some people, well, depending on how old you are, will know them as Rob and Laura Petrie, uh, the actors Dick Van Dyke and Mary Tyler Moore. So the picture must have been from the 60s is black and white. And it's a, it's a publicity shot, but it's signed, Best Pizza Ever. Good luck, Bobby and Rose, Mike and Joe. And Mike Zafiro is our guest today. Uh, talking about his family's business, this guy has known nothing but Zafiro's pizza his entire life. 
um, imagine. I mean, his whole family grew up in this business. His uncle lived upstairs. Um, so really ingrained in the Milwaukee pizza culture. And we talk about Milwaukee pizza. It's really just sort of a microcosm for Midwestern pizza, whether you're from Michigan or Wisconsin or Minnesota or even Chicago in the old days. Tavern-style pies, bar pies, square cut, meant to be passed around the bar on a cocktail napkin um, to be had with a couple of beers before you went home for dinner. That was the Midwest tradition. Uh, Michael gets into it today, uh, and we begin our show as we begin all shows, uh, asking him about his first pizza memory. I would have to say my father bringing a pizza home when I was a kid. My father's first restaurant, which was down in the third ward of Milwaukee, which is just off of downtown, we lived above his bar that he started making pizzas in. So by the time we moved, the thing I remember the most is him bringing pizza home. So, so what year would that have been? I don't want to say what age you are, but what, what, what year are we talking about? 64. I would say 1960, 1961. Okay, so he was bringing home a thin... Like a square cut pizza? Yeah, just what we had here from here. Okay. We moved here the year I was born. And so your dad was Bobby? Yes. Or, or Laborio? Laborio Bobby <laughs> and his brother John, my Uncle John. Those are the guys that started it. Okay, so can you tell me about how he got started? He came from Sicily. No, no, no. no. Actually, my grandfather came from Sicily. Okay. My father and mother were both first generation from here. He got out of World War II knocking around a couple of things. He was doing fruit and vegetable for a while, delivery. And then he had an opportunity to buy a bar. So he went to a bar. And then about 1952, I think it was, him and my uncles went on a road trip. They went out east. And when they came back, you know, I guess I wasn't there naturally, but my mother said all he was talking about was pizza. And from then on, he just tried to come up with the thinnest crust pizza. Because there was a couple other joints in Milwaukee at that time. My dad probably had to be in the top three or four as far as opening up 1954. He had an idea, I'll sell this at the bar. Did he have, I mean, was it a serious setup in the back with like a, a Blodgett oven? I mean, was he doing it in a little tiny nothing no, no, he oven? He had a Blodgett oven. He had a Blodgett, okay. He had so a Blodgett, stone deck. Just a stone deck. Um, that was it. He, they, they, they made their dough by hand as far as even mixing it at first. And uh, Were they putting it through a sheeter to get it really thin? At that time, no, they were using a rolling pin. In fact, when he came here, he was using a rolling pin. I'm not sure what year it was. As far as I can remember, we've always had a sheeter. As you know, in Chicago and in the Midwest, this, this tavern-style tradition, a lot of time stems from the bartenders wanting to get their guests to buy more beers. They give them something salty to eat, and it's not only is it salty and gets them thirsty, but it, they can put it on a cocktail napkin, sure. and they can have a square and then go home and have dinner. Yeah, absolutely. So that's the, the tradition here. Yeah, that's the tradition here. It was to, uh, you know, accompany the bar. I mean... That's where your money was at that time with the bar. He saw what other places in Milwaukee were doing. There were two or three other really hot spots. The Caradero Club. He always told me that he doesn't like thick crust. When I go to Chicago, I always get thick crust. I, I love thick crust pizza. And so if this tradition was going around of, you know, you, you'd put a couple of squares on a, on a cocktail napkin, have a couple of squares, go home and have dinner. Do you have any idea when the shift was made to have to ordering one of those whole pies as a meal with the intention of I'm going to sit down 
at the bar or at the restaurant or whatever, I'm going to have this whole pizza. That's my dinner. Because traditionally know, it wasn't. I know from when, once we were here, th that was the case because the place he moved out of that was a bar. Came in here, this room was not ours. This was a barber shop. It was just this room over here, and we didn't have a bar in it. So it was all tables in there with a small service bar. So th that's when I would say definitely it got away from being at the bar. So, so where are we? What is this neighborhood? East side, lower east side of Milwaukee. The lower east side of Milwaukee. Okay, so you start north of uh, north of downtown Milwaukee, and I got Lake Michigan two blocks to the east of us. So what was this like? You see, you grew up in this business. Did you grow up in the building? Or? No, we lived about a mile up the road. But I mean, really, I'm sure your earliest memories as a kid were coming into the, yes. the pizza place. Yes, this place, definitely. So what was that like growing up as a kid, having it was, this? It was cool. It was very cool. I mean, you know, and then my, my dad would have pizza parties for baseball, or baseball teams, or basketball team, my brother and I. As you probably know, pepperoni across the country is the number one topping, with the exception of Chicago, where it is Italian sausage, and not sliced from a link, but bulk, pinched and pressed with lots of fennel. What's the topping situation and preference in Milwaukee? Sausage. I would say sausage. This is a German the bulk. town. The bulk, yeah, that's true, German town. We do a lot of pepperoni, but not, it hasn't uh, surpassed our sausage. And there's always quite a bit of fennel in it? Yes, the sausage recipe was my grandfather on my mother's side. They had a store across the street, a grocery store, an Italian grocery store. You couldn't get any fresher sausage. And were all the grandparents from Sicily? They were all from Sicily. All four of my grandparents were from Sicily. Okay, so this is another question related to that. Now, Sicilian pizza, I'm thinking rectangular pan, right? Maybe grandma style, they, they, they do it the day of, they proof it and they bake it that night. Or Sicilian, they let it rest a day or so and they bake it. But did you grow up with that rectangular style? Nope. All was a circle. Zafiro is the kind of place where, like, I mean, obviously celebrities would come through here. There's a picture on the wall here of Dick Van Dyke and uh, Mary Tyler Moore that they had the pizzas. And actually, we got more pictures upstairs because we were going to do a little remodeling while this COVID thing was going on. This is a really cool place because block away, you got, which was our Gold Coast. A lot of money on, on that street. You go over here, not so much money. But you come in here some nights, there's guys talking, and literally, there's millionaires talking to guys that, you know, are unemployed. But pizza is sort of the ultimate leveler. Uh, I would say so. That, people come here for pizza, they don't come here for drinking. Okay, so what is the typical order? What, what do you sell the most of? Our, special, our specials, cheese, sausage, mushroom, and onion. Cheese, sausage, mushroom, and onion. And are you of the mind that sort of less is more, like maybe a two-topping maximum, or do you like lots of toppings? Um, me, personally, I like very little topping. I just, my pizza is, my favorite pizza is cheese and onion. I also notice on your menu, you've got one with just cheese and anchovy. Yes. That's old school, Cinchon. old school. There's, we don't sell a lot of anchovies like we used to. The old timers come in, though. Yeah, yeah. All right, listen, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to keep talking with uh, Michael Zafiro about his family's legendary pizza place here in Milwaukee in the Lower East Side. And then we're also going to preview some scenes from our next show coming up in two weeks. So stay with us. Welcome back to the show, everybody. We are talking with Michael Zafiro this week, uh, third generation of the Zafiro clan, right? Yes. Because your grandfather, then yeah, your father started it. My grandfather it. wasn't in the restaurant business. Okay, so you're you're a third generation yeah. of the family, but second generation in America. 
Yes. The second generation in the business also. Right, right. Yeah, my grandfather, who came from Sicily, worked at Pep's Blue Ribbon Beer. Oh, of course he did. And then, out of four sons, three went into the bar and restaurant business, and the fourth one, the youngest, he worked at Pep's Blue Ribbon also. What? So we've been... Uh, been in this business for a long time. That is such a Milwaukee lineage story, if there ever was one, right? Man, it's perfect. So, so your 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 father was Bobby and his wife Rose, and Bobby had a brother John that also worked in the kitchen, lived upstairs. Um, and then, how many siblings in your? Just me and my brother Joe. Okay. We took over when my father passed away. Okay. And so that and that was in the eighties. My father passed away in nineteen eighty nine. Okay. So that was a tough time, I'm guessing. All of a sudden, you're, like, you're running the business. Very tough, because, you know what, I never expected that he was 66 years old. And a massive heart attack that got him. He was always here, you know. And it was a shock. It was a definite shock. But because you had grown up in this business and probably, you know, learned at the apron strings of whoever's uh-huh. in the kitchen, you Absolutely. knew everything. Yeah, well, uh, my brother and I knew exactly what pretty much to do. There were some things that we didn't know, but we figured that out right away. And so now you and your wife Rose run this? Right. Right. Okay. Interesting that she's a rose and that you're also your other grandmother. Uh, I, my grandmother, my great-grandmother, my mother. I got two cousins named Rose. My wife is named Rose. It's like Nick, you it's, know, if you're Greek or something. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay. All right, so tell me about this pizza. Uh, can you, I know some of this is going to be trade secrets. Some of it maybe you want to share, but I want to ask you, we'll start with the flour. Sure. Any type of specific Just flour? It's an all-purpose flour. Okay. Water, yeast, and salt. That's it. That's simple. Okay. And then uh, when you, you make your mix on day one, do you do like a bulk fermentation at all? Or does it, sure. how much is the rest? Well, what we do is we will make, for instance, today, Wednesday, the guys come in early. The dough that we make today will be put into balls, individual balls, and they will be, for a day, they'll be upstairs cooling. We bring them out and we roll out all our dough ahead of time. With a pin or with a sheeter? With a sheeter. Okay. Put them in the oven, par-bake them just a, just a bit to get the bubbles out. Okay. They come out, then those are put back in the refrigerator. Those will be all served the next day. This is the first time I've ever heard of someone doing a par-bake on a thin round. And you're talking like a couple minutes? Not even. We're talking a couple seconds. Not, oh. there's, it's, this is just the crust. This is right. just the Naked crust. Naked crust. Yeah. And then back into the cooler until you need to make pizza. The next, that next day... That comes out. They roll the they roll the dough that they made yesterday in the morning, and then after done rolling, they make the dough that will be rolled tomorrow. Uh, first thing that goes on is sauce, right. tomatoes. Uh, can you talk about the tomatoes you're getting? Sure. Um, all our stuff comes from Stanislaus. Alto Cucinas or the? Uh, yes, it, it's the best. Uh, we've been we've been with them for, ever since I was a kid. Yeah, they're a big I dog. Remember, yeah. our cheese is grande cheese. Do you use like the whole milk mots? No, part skim. Part skim. Okay. Part skim. So a little drier. A little drier. And then is it shredded or slices? Yeah, sliced. Sliced. Is that for measuring so you get a, you know exactly how many you're doing each count? You know what? I have no idea why I did it that way. <laughs> I, I, it, that's, it's always been sliced. So. Right. Okay. And then the sausage, now you're not getting from across the street anymore. Well, we got the same recipe. We have this company. Somebody makes it for us. Because okay. we, have, uh, we have a deal, too, with the Marcus Corporation in Milwaukee uh, throughout the country. They have theaters, and they're selling our pizza in these theaters all over the country, too. So you're getting it shipped into you, and it's raw, and then you're pinching and pressing it onto the dough. Yep. Yeah. Anything that special that Zafiro's does in terms of, besides the anchovies that you mentioned? Yeah, not really, but, but what has happened, we've, we put artichokes on 
a few years back, maybe more than a few years now that I think about it, that seems to be selling a lot. But we're, tradi we're very traditional. Cheese sauces, mushroom onion, black olives, green peppers, pepperoni. I guess you're immune to trends, right? Yeah, very much so. I mean, people come in here, they ask for pineapple, you know they've never been here before. <laughs> Talk to me about Milwaukee's pizza culture. You mentioned, you know, back in the day in the 50s, uh, your pop, he said there were a couple of places around, he looked around, they were popularized, the thin crust. You know, you grew up here here in the 60s now, 70s, 80s. You've, you've seen a, a big wave of, of advancement here in Milwaukee. Um, but this place really hasn't changed in like 50 plus years. So how has the pizza scene though changed in Milwaukee or, or has it not changed? Um, the pizza, on this side of town primarily, we all, you always had a lot of pizza restaurants. Mom and pop places like this. And then in the 70s and 80s, you start having your, you know, your, your corporate pizza places coming in. So I, I think that at last count we have within a, a square mile area, we have maybe 12 or 13 pizza chilies. And it's always been a lot of pizza places on this side of town. This was an Italian community. Uh, the community that my father was originally in, in the old Third Ward, that was all the Italian community. Well, in the, in the 50s and the 60s, it was leveled for freeways and other things. The Italian community moved up this way. Take away the chains for a minute. If you just think about the Milwaukee born and raised, yeah. born and raised pizza places, are they all this style? We didn't eat a lot of other people's pizza, right. actually. Right. But I knew we always had the thinnest. And why is that? I don't know. My dad wanted it thin. My, my mom, I, you know, after he passed away, I said, she goes, you don't realize how, how much time he put into getting this so thin. And I'm going, why thin? But it's a hit. And it's sturdy because it does get that 13-second par bait right. probably, too. Yeah. Well, listen, uh, if you're ever in the Milwaukee area, this, the Zafiro's is a must-stop. Um, I, I came with a colleague uh, about a year ago and was just so impressed and so blown away with how, how good this was. There is some argument in the Midwest about who started it, this tavern-style, thin, square-cut pizza, but certainly it is, it's pretty common throughout the Midwest in yeah. terms of the style, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. My, my father always said if he was right or wrong, I don't know. He goes, if you want good pizza, go anywhere along the Great Lakes. He goes, if you got to be, Cleveland's got great pizza, Chicago's got great pizza. He goes, all those, he goes, th that area, for some reason, I don't know, in the day, you know, it was closer to the food sources, your pork and everything coming out of Chicago or whatever, because those guys in Vegas have tried to make it make it for a long time and people in Florida have tried to make pizza for a long time they don't do it we sell a lot of pizzas to people that are bringing them down south all right final question we ask all of our guests on the show knowing what you know now which is a hell of a lot about pizza what would you have told your earlier self say maybe before you I mean, you didn't really have a choice. You got into this business, you grew up in this business, but what would you have told a younger Michael, maybe without any pizza experience, before you decide to, I'm gonna run a pizzeria? It takes a long time to get known um, if you're gonna do it without advertisement, which my father did. We, we never ever, we have, now we, we're doing a little advertising, very, very little. But my dad's thing was, always advertise on a, on a matchbook. That's your, that's your, your advertising budget. Whatever the matches cost, that's how you're going to advertise. You got to have a really good product nowadays. You got to have the old location, 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 
and you gotta just keep with it because it's this racket, pizza or no pizza, restaurants are just, it's a tough racket to get into. But if you have a, if you have a product that's very good and you know it's very good, stick with it. Sage advice from one of the originals here in Milwaukee, Wisconsin on the Lower East Side. Uh, the restaurant again is called Zafiro's. Michael Zafiro, thanks so much for your time today. Appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you for having us. All right, coming up in two weeks, we head back east to Portland, Maine, source of a pizzeria with locations up and down the coast all the way to Boston. Another one is uh, that's a little unusual is uh, butternut squash with herbed ricotta cheese and dried cranberries. And it really works. It's a great slice, and I don't, I haven't seen anything like it anywhere else. I'll talk with one of the founders of Otto, no relation to the former Mario Batali pizza option in New York City. They've got well over a dozen locations now in Maine and Massachusetts. That's in two weeks on October 23rd. Remember to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts and rate us, please. I would love to know what you like or dislike about the show. We are at Pizza City USA on Instagram, and our website is PizzaCityUSA.com. We've got just a couple of weeks left for this season's pizza tours. Uh, they end at the end of October. If you, if you or someone you know is coming to Chicago, we've got three by foot, one by bus through the end of the month. Check them out at PizzaCityUSA.com. Bureaucratic wrote and performed our theme song. And just a reminder, stay safe, everybody. Wear a damn mask. Keep social distancing. And please, please keep ordering pizzas and keep your favorites afloat during the pandemic. Thanks again for listening, everybody. And here's wishing you an optimal bite ratio, always.